Welcome to Tough Talk with Tiffany. Um, this is Tiffany. Um, have a very interesting episode today, but um, first off, I'm going to start with my purpose. And you know, every episode, I always give my purpose of why I do this podcast. And the funny part is, I thought it was initially for my listeners, but I do believe that sometimes I um, repeat what the purpose of the podcast is, is for me. I just didn't know it till today. <laughs> so anyway, the purpose of my podcast is to be able to talk about the word, God's word, um, be able to spound on the word, teach the word in a more conversational um, way, right? So not just really preaching, or but just having a conversation with regards to God's word and how it applies to our life, right? Because the purpose of that is to clean us up, you know, so we get better. We are supposed to be perfecting our faith. And therefore, you can't perfect your faith without God and his presence and his word. And so that is why I do this podcast. And again, um, this is episode five. And <laughs> I thought I did the purpose for listeners, but um, it was actually for me. And so I'm going to start off with one word for you today, unwavering. The word unwavering. Unwavering means steady or continuing in a strong way. Right? So I just begin to think of the confidence that you must exhibit um, when you do something without second guessing or you do something without doubt, um, how fixed it is, how solid it is, you know. Us as um, in our natural flesh and as humans, it's hard to sometimes do things without second guessing or without doubts or thoughts. Um, but that's why that word unwavering is so important. Um, um, so if you follow me or you're subscribed to my podcast in any way, you've noticed that I've missed the last three weeks of episodes. <laughs> and that's not because I've been like busy or forgotten about it. It's because I wasn't unwavering in the why or the work or the purpose that I started the podcast. Like I told you, my po- my purpose for this podcast is to be able to teach or expound on the word in a more conversational way. Um, to be able to talk about the word and how it applies to our lives as believers. Um, but by the fourth week, <laughs> um, of the podcast, I begin like doubt begin to set in, right? So I have a like podcast app, and I looked at the numbers in the fourth week. Now, initially, it, it was like a quick, a lot of subscribers, real quick. Um, a lot of episodes, or should I say, a lot of you know, a lot of listens. And by the fourth week, I noticed that the growth had slowed down tremendously. So I asked myself why I was doing the podcast. Why am I doing this? I started asking myself. I told myself I was wasting my time creating, publishing these podcast episodes when no one was even listening to them. So I said, you know what? I'm just not going to do them anymore. (laughs) They're a waste of time. And with me trying to build this new business, if anyone who knows me knows, I recently resigned as a teacher and I've been building my new business. And I decided that I just probably needed to focus on that. So after um, about three weeks, um, I decided, for, oh, I should say four weeks. So after that fourth week hit, I decided that, um, 
yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. So um, I went into my podcast app and I deleted every- I would say I'm going to delete everything because um, I hate when something's left like unfinished or just sitting there in limbo. So I decided I'm going to go in. So when I finally made the decision in my mind, I said, let me go into the app and delete the the podcast or whatever. I'm just going to delete it and do it, whatever. Delete all the my pages, you know, just kind of act like it vanished. And when I went in to delete it, the views of my podcast, or I shouldn't say views, the listens of my podcast doubled. So I was like, how is that even possible? I haven't even done a podcast in like three four like three weeks i haven't done a podcast in three weeks i did four weeks of it but three it's been three weeks since i've done a podcast how is it that the listens have increased it makes no sense well right then and there god began to deal with me i began to feel guilty um god began to speak to me i've been to realize that i had abandoned an assignment from god and the minute i begin to repent i begin to apologize and say you know what uh, god i'm so sorry like i i was wrong um i i know better um i usually am better at, at discerning things than this and god began to speak immediately after i started re- apologizing and repenting he said daughter um there are three there are two problems with your thought process there were two problems with your thought process so when you decided that no one was watching and your listens weren't increasing the way you wanted or your audience wasn't growing the way you wanted to um you decided you're going to delete it there was two problems with your process he said the first one the first problem is you let your natural eye trick you right you looked at your entire situation naturally you believe the numbers you've seen with the audience and growth were where you were actually going to remain you looked at the natural numbers and decided they mattered more than what I told you to do. You looked at the numbers and decided those few people weren't enough to prevent you from abandoning your assignment. I'm telling you, when I tell you God was speaking to me through this, he said, you decided that those few people that were listening weren't enough to keep you from abandoning your assignment. So I that quick thought as I digress from my 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 little topic here. Right then and there God said I looked so if I would have looked to the end result and seen the people that decided they were going to be believers or going to be mine or going to be saved and I decided that the people in the world aren't enough for me to go on this cross then we would have not been redeemed. So if God would have thought the way I thought about this podcast we'd be having a different conversation right now, right? We would have no repentance to sin. We'd have no opportunity to heaven. We'd had no more fellowship with God. Just, I thank God that he's not like me, right? So let me back back on track. He said, you let the enemy use your natural eyes to trick you into an abandoning assignment and believing it was natural when the assignment that I was, that was given to you from me was spiritual. Um, when, the second thing, the second problem I recognize, and God spoke to me, um, when God asks us to do something, it should line up with his word. That's how you know it's, it's a God thing. If it lines up with his word and it glorifies him, 
right? So anything that you do for God really should be you putting God on the front street. Like this should not be a thing that's about Tiffany. This podcast is about God. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just the, um, the, the, the puppet. I'm just the speaker. I'm just right. Cause it really should glorify God. And so as the weeks begin to go by, I started believing this podcast was something that was being done by me. It's not supposed to be done by me because doing a podcast, when you speak on God's word, it's like speaking on God's behalf. It forces me to pray and seek God on what he desires me to talk about. Like I'm always going to give you his word, but sometimes it's about what am I supposed to speak about, right? And when I begin to look at it as a chore or something that needed to be checked off my to-do list, it means I begin to be in the flesh and I was trying to do it on my own accord. I wasn't sitting with God long enough and it caused me to toil and work because it began to be what I wanted to talk about versus what God wanted me to talk about. When I really sit with God, and sometimes it takes spending more time than I would like to give, but when I do and I allow God to tell me what he desires me to speak, it is so much easier, right? Because the words actually flow better. I recognize mostly all of this this past weekend. Like this weekend, I recognized I was wrong and I had messed up. Yesterday, I really began to pray and repent. Um, but right before I went to sleep, I didn't get anything. Then this morning I woke up, um, and I told myself, I know I need to do this podcast, even if it's late. Um, and I began to look through my notebook. I have a notebook of, of scriptures of my studying and I, my scriptures and prayers and thoughts. And I looked at the notes I had wrote yesterday and I got nothing. And I was laying in my bed and God said, sit up. Hmm. Simple. Sometimes we want this amazing spiritual experience with God where we think that the stars and the ceiling's going to open up and the rays of sun are going to come down. And a lot of things that are spoken from God are small, obedient tasks. God said, sit up. So I sat up. After I sat up, God spoke one word in my spirit. He said, unwavering. That's all he said. So listen, you know, we're looking for the 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 lightning to go off and the thunder to go flashing. And God is a lot of times subtle, subtle in his approach because God doesn't force anything on us. And therefore, we have to be in a position to hear him. And we always hear that. But how do you become be in a position to hear you? You're in a position to hear God when you are not just indulge in the flesh and emotion. That's why they always tell you don't make a decision based when you're when you're emotional in an emotional state. You know, because you can't think logically when you are confronted with so many emotions at the time. And so a lot of times we wait for God to throw down lightning and thunder when all reality God said one small task. I was laying in the bed reading through my notebook and God said sit up. So I sat up. And as soon as I sat up, God gave me the word unwavering and I typed it in my phone. And as soon as I typed unwavering, everything from this podcast began to flow. God said, I'm going to use you, daughter. <laughs> this time, you're the focal point. We're going to talk about how you messed up. So it, it's, a, it's very easy for me to speak on this because this is about me, me messing up. Um, as believers in this crazy world, crazy, messed up. Um, true, evil, hateful world with 
all the many trials and all the tribulations and all the obstacles we encounter in our lives, we have to have a faith that's unwavering. Our faith has to be steady. Our faith has to be solid. We experience so many different emotions in one day. We can be having a great day and then experience anger and sadness and anxiousness and frustration and then be happy again. We sometimes experience a roller coaster of emotions based off the many things we encounter throughout the day. But that can't change our stance in God. We can't let the things we see, the things we hear, or the things we experience ever move us from God. Those small, subtle influence can be from our own decisions or actions, um, or decisions or actions, or they can be influenced from the enemy. Either way, your mind or conscience can easily be spoken to. Like, look at me in week four, when I begin to let the enemy tell me I didn't have listeners to to even matter. Or was it my action of me checking the numbers? See, that's why a lot of times when we go through things, we have to know the difference. Was it the of course, it was a little bit of both because I was in my natural state of mind because I decided that numbers mattered in an assignment that was spiritual that had everything to do with God. See, the numbers actually related back to me. What are people saying about me? Why am I checking numbers? Because it's me. See, that's where I messed up. So it was actually my decision. And because I checked the numbers and I started speaking out loud, the enemy just that quick came in and said, oh, system numbers ain't enough. You're wasting your time so that's just the simple things that's why we have to stay out of we have to be sober-minded we have to stay out of our emotions so I checked my numbers and despite me checking my numbers I knew that God had told me to do the podcast but I was in that natural state so you see how my actions and the influences of the enemy influenced me to stop speaking for three weeks. I'm three weeks behind on my podcast. So first Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. This means don't be so emotional or in the flesh that you fall victim to the enemy and his tricks. Remain solid. Remain fixed in your faith and understand all of us as believers are fighting the same types of battles. That's why it's so that's why you know I had no problem using myself as this podcast because sometimes as believers we like to believe that we have it all together and let me tell you something we don't have it all together but we do have a God that keeps us all together and that is what we should be showing yes we mess up and we should not show others that we practice in because as believers we should not be practicing sin now we definitely fall short and we mess up and we make mistakes based on things we're doing but you you're not supposed to be practicing sin but when we do mess up it's okay to tell people we mess up that's the purpose of god man if we were perfect we wouldn't need god at all so god said daughter i'm gonna use you on this podcast you're gonna talk about you We can't look around through our natural eyes and make spiritual conclusions. They don't go hand in hand. They're actually the exact absolute opposites. God speaks to your conscience 
or your spirit. And this is why it's a must to not just get the Holy Ghost, but to maintain him. Or you hear all the time, a the Bible, the word reads, you must walk in the spirit. Walking in the spirit means that you are maintaining God's presence with you. And therefore you're making decisions and, and, and action, doing, having actions that are led by God. Because also the enemy is a spirit and he speaks to your mind. And the more emotional we are and the more we are influenced by the enemy, or should I say influenced by our flesh, which is then allows, gives uh, residence to the enemy based off our emotions, then we almost always do or say the wrong thing. See, the more we stay in our emotion, and we can be emotional, but we can't act off emotions. It's different. We can be upset. We can be frustrated. We can be angry. We can be, that's all the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. We, we can be all those things, but don't, don't base your decisions and actions or do things based on those emotions. So I leave with you Hebrews 10.23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. In Hebrews, and this is Hebrews 10, but if you go up to Hebrews 12, uh, Apostle Paul was speaking to those who had recently professed their faith, right? And in the Greek word, profess means confession, so made a confession of faith. And, and, and they were getting prosecute, persecuted by others around them to return to their old ways, basically denounce their faith. Um, but Apostle Paul was reminding them that they needed to remain steadfast in their faith in God, despite what we go through, be, because it's not of it, because of our own wrong decisions, or if, it's, if or if we're dealing with, um, persecutions, um, for being a believer, either way, we must remain faithful. So if we make our own dumb decisions and we're going through a mess because we've made decisions or we're going through a, ma- a mess because we're being persecuted for God's sake, regardless, we must be, we must remain faithful, unwavering in our faith until the end. We, cause at the end, we'll receive the gift of eternal life in heaven. <laughs> you know, I got to remind us, loves, we have an end game in our faith, right? Sometimes I wonder, you know, as I, as I see so many people profess Christ or profess to be believers or profess to be Christians. And a lot of the actions I see, are their fruits don't line up. And I can assess that, aka judge that, as I'm looking at your fruits, right? But so much is our professing faith and we forget, you know, sometimes we get a hung up in or wrapped up in the world and the things of the world and successes and, and accomplishments. And there's some natural carnalities we are supposed, we go to work, we have to eat, there's things we have to do. So we are part of this world because we're in the flesh, but we're not of this world. We are spirit. We are supposed, and the, the only way we are spirit is we have to put more spirit, God's spirit in us. And the only way we do that is through the Holy Ghost's presence praying um the evidence is speaking in in tongues initially but the overall evidence is your walk in christ you should resemble christ are you perfect no i mess up daily i let my emotions get the best of me a lot more than i'd like to admit but we should in some form or fashion look like christ people should one of the biggest compliments i get in class, in school, 
Though I play with my kids and I hold them accountable and I'm going on them and I'm and I can I can understand them and I relate with them sometimes, but I always hold a standard and I always hold them accountable. A lot of times, without me saying a word, they'll say, "Do you go to church?" Usually by the third or fourth week, they're asking me, "Do I go to church?" Now after that, they realize I go to church. I tell them I have Christian ears. I don't want to hear their cursing and everything else. But my point is, my walk should look like something. Good God, from Zion, because then what's the purpose of us doing all this? The end game is heaven. That's the purpose of this. We have purpose. We have a purpose to serve God. We have assignments on the earth that ultimately serve our purpose. So we have little things, right? So I talked about that in one of my earlier podcasts, the difference between purpose and assignments. And it still goes in with this. My purpose is to serve God. Oh, so God gave me assignment, which was a podcast. Well, I kind of botched that a little bit for three weeks, but that assignment should ultimately serve the purpose, which is my main purpose to serve God. And this podcast is to speak on God's word, which is to serve God. And for a minute, I forgot that. For a minute, I was in my natural state and I allowed the enemy, well, me first, to be natural, looking at numbers. Why do I need to check the numbers? I shouldn't even be concerned with the numbers. I didn't do this for numbers. I did this because God told me to do it. You know, and so you have to be careful because sometimes our own decisions allow us to step into a space where we become visible to the enemy, for lack of better words, and then he sees us in that space and then he comes in. There's your influence. And he starts speaking. And it always usually starts in the mind. The mind is so powerful. I don't think we realize how powerful the mind is. Uh, many of you who know me, those who don't, I had a stroke at 38. And my even though I physically begin to heal quickly in the body, walking, speech, writing, I, I couldn't, I had a little bit of like, not, I don't want to say blindness, but my vision was messed up. And, 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 even though those things healed um on a regular basis quickly um my mind was the hardest thing to bring into subjection i had to give it to god i didn't realize how powerful my, um your mind could be i did, i had no idea i never suffered from depression i never suffered from anxiety and let me tell you i went through it all from that from anxiety to depression to even starting to entertain suicidal thoughts now ultimately i knew i couldn't commit suicide because i was not trying to go to hell but I begin to think of how, what do I, what do I do? Because I can't live like this every single day. I had a crippling anxiety that caused me to have thousand thoughts in almost three minutes. I just thoughts rapidly going of all the things that could have, would have, should have happened after my stroke. And let me tell you, for a while, I didn't think I was going to come out of it. I said, this is insanity. I didn't, I always talk, I felt such and empathy and, and for for people who struggle in their mindset. I would have never known God allowed me to go through. But thank God for God. <laughs> because the, that is the only way I got any deliverance was through him. Praying and, and fasting and fighting daily. Let me tell you, I had to go through some stuff. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, God just healed me automatically. No, I had to sleep in the bed three days and not take a shower and not brush my teeth and go through a depression stage and decide I was going to die and go through all this stuff. I had to go through all the emotions for God to build me up. And now it's so hard to even think that I was even thinking like that because I'm so far from it now. Thank God for grace, for mercy, for his loving kindness, for his faithfulness to his word. He promised to deliver me out of it. 
He promised to deliver me out of it, and he, and he did that. But it took some work on my part. We can't wait and sit back and act like God's a magician because he is not. Though he can do anything, nothing's impossible for God. He's not a magician. And it takes us to work in this flesh to get to where we need to get in him. Right? So just remember, it starts in your mind. So don't give the enemy space. Watch your decision making. Just that quick. I looked at numbers and true, something I had planned to do and continued to do. I turned around and boom, there it was. I went on, went down a rabbit hole and then decided I wasn't going to do it. it. All the way to the point where I was going to delete it. See, the enemy knows that I'm in a space with God that I'm never going to turn my back on God. Never. I can, I can with surety say that I'm never going to turn. I have a made up mind to serve God. However, the enemy said, well, in the meantime, where I'm tired of your mouth, I'm going to stop the word of God from going forth. And this is what I'm going to do. So the enemy has ways to do things. He might not stop you from serving him, but he finds a way to weaken your faith. He finds ways to dilute your faith. And if you dilute the word, it's less powerful because it's not the word. The word's the word. And it comes forth as the word. That's why I tell you a lot of times we got to be careful with cliches in churches, especially black churches, because if it's not God's word, that's a cliche you made up in a quote, then there's no power in it because there's only power in God's actual word. So therefore, it is important that when you are being fed in a church that any scriptures or anything that's being told to you that you can then turn around and look it up in the Bible and get some type of understanding that, okay, that's where this is coming from. Wow. My loves, we have an end game in our faith. Some days are harder than others, but in my 42 years on this earth, there is one thing that has never changed and that is God's faithfulness. God is faithful to his word. And because of that, we must remain steadfast in our faith. We must be unwavering in our faith. We must be solid in our faith. We must be fixed in our faith. So we're able to collect the reward at the end, which is heaven. Go back and read 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9 and Hebrews 10, 23. Happy Tuesday. Be encouraged.